0: Hey, welcome back to the podcast. Uh, This is going to be a really fun episode. I actually decided to chat with my friend Krista, who is a business coach for dietitians, and we wanted to share with you kind of like a casual conversation about what we think every entrepreneur or every nutrition business owner should know about starting their business. Uh, So we talk about, you know, the time it's going to take you to grow your business, um, what investments you should be making how often you should be sharing about your business offers, uh, how to find a support system, and so many more topics that we just thought would be so helpful to kind of chat out. Things that we've struggled with in our own businesses, things that we see our clients struggling with or going through. Again, just a time for us to talk and really... um, you know, kind of like that friend conversation where it's like, we should really hit record on this. That's what we wanted to do here. We really wanted to create something uh, that was going to make you feel like you're sitting with us and, you know, being a part of the conversation that we're having with each other and with our clients. So uh, let me tell you a little bit about Krista so that you know who this uh, chat is with. And again, the episode's um, very conversational and we're kind of talking to both of our audiences, but I thought I would just give you guys a bit of a sneak peek first into who Krista is so we can get on the same page. So Krista Jessic is the founder and CEO of Dietitian Success Center, an online learning platform that is designed to make it easier for dietitians and dietetic students all over the world to build their confidence and expertise. Krista is a serial entrepreneur and is obsessed with helping RDs take their passion and expertise and turn it into something profitable. She lives in Ontario, Canada with her fiancé and dog Chandler, yes, after the Friends character, and she's an avid baker and marathon runner. And if you haven't met Krista yet or listen to her podcast, I highly suggest uh, seeking her out, following her on Instagram. She is such a ray of sunshine. I love her so much. Um, I love that our businesses are very similar and that we serve similar audiences. And it's really a great reminder that there's always room for community over competition. Even though we do something very similar, uh, we really love celebrating each other and um, helping each other in our businesses. So I can't wait for you to listen to this conversation and I hope you enjoy. Hey, Krista. Hey, Steph. How's it going? Good. I am Good. really excited to do this kind of podcast episode with you. Something a little bit different, I think, for both of us. Yeah. Um, like a joint episode. So this I is know. really
1: fun. Yeah, me too. I know I've never done this style before. We were kind of talking about it before and we are like, let's just have it be like a fun discussion as opposed to a more of a Q&A, which I feel like is what we're both used to. And
0: so yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun.
1: I'm excited.
0: Yeah. Well, why don't we start off introducing ourselves so that, you know, each other's audiences can get to know who we are. So why don't you start and kind of introduce yourself to my audience? Sure. Yeah, that'd be great. So
1: I'm Krista Kolegesic. Um, I am a registered dietitian as my background, uh, but have never really worked in conventional dietetics roles. Um, have always been more into and interested in the entrepreneurship side of things, uh, as I know you are as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I am the founder of Dietitian Success Center, which is an online learning platform for dietitians and diet students. And so our mission is around making it easier for dietitians and dietetic students to build their confidence and expertise. And so we do that through offering um, a membership, which includes online courses, a community, access to -to ready-to-use client handouts, all sorts of things for both nutrition and entrepreneurship. And then I also do
0: one-on-one business coaching too, like yourself. Mm, I love that, and you know, for those that don't know about the Dietitian Success Dietitian <laughs> Success Center, yeah, um, I think it is such an incredible offering. Um, so you. much value in it, you know, especially that you're like helping with business support and with um, actual like client facing support as well. Do you find that like a mm-hmm. lot of the dietitians that are inside of that membership um, really like how it's kind of growing both sides of their practice.
1: Yeah. And I think that that was really what I was going for at the start. Like the the original sort of um, concept came from this challenge that I'm sure nutritionists find as well, is we get out into practice and suddenly you've lost all of this all of these resources that you had for learning about things that are new in the world of nutrition. And as we know, nutrition and health is changing all the time. Mm-hmm. And so you end up, there's all these new topics that you didn't learn about in school, things like gut health or new developments in gut health and hormone health and fertility and uh, intuitive eating and health at every side, like all of these different sort of new and emerging areas where when you're a dietitian in practice, you're like, oh, so I guess I just need to like Google this (laughs) and try and figure it out. (laughs) And then it leads to these like intense feelings of just imposter syndrome. And like, am I really the expert here when I'm having to do this? And it's just, it sucks. Like it's really tough. And you end up spending so much time preparing for clients when it's like, why is that work just not? why is there no one single space where we can just all go and be able to learn in like a really digestible, actionable way? Uh, and then also get all the tools and materials that we would need so that we're not having to reinvent the wheel, which is what everyone was doing before. And so that was sort of the the main concept. And then the entrepreneurship stuff, I sort of added on to that. Um, but yeah, I think it is working quite well to have both of those pieces, which is really fun. hmm
0: Yeah, I definitely think it's like, like you said, that missing piece yeah. for a lot of people. And if everybody is going out and creating their own resources, why not have like this hub yeah. with kind of like the same level of standard that we're then putting out into the world that's just yeah. helping our practices and also helping our clients. So definitely yeah. a win-win. So it's yeah. Like- yeah, and we
1: also have nutritionists as a part of uh, DSC too. So we do have some oh, nutritionists and holistic nutritionists that, yeah, that come in ooh. that just want to learn more about, about different topics, whether it's gut health or IBS or fertility or PCOS or whatever. Um, Yeah.
0: I love that. I didn't know that. So. Oh, definitely going to share that with my community. Yeah, totally. Totally. That's great. Um, Do you want me to share a little bit about myself? Absolutely. Yeah. For my audience, for sure. So my name is Stephanie Long, and I am a business coach for nutritionists, so mainly holistic nutritionists. Um, I have worked with some health coaches, uh, but my background is um, in holistic nutrition. So I went to the Canadian School of Natural Nutrition. In Canada. And then I had my own uh, one-on-one nutrition practice for a couple of years. I was living in Alberta at the time. And I was also teaching at the nutrition school that I went to. And um, I was super passionate about, well, why in school did we not learn about like how to actually run a business? Like that seems very important. And now I'm in practice and I'm stuck. So I actually, um, I don't know why they allowed me to do this, but they let me um, teach one of the nutrition classes <laughs> based on the knowledge, like the limited knowledge I had. Uh, but I think I was just so passionate. And I'm like, I would love to like give a little bit more than I feel like I got in school. Yeah. So I started teaching. And then um, as I was teaching, I just had nutrition students reaching out and being like, Hey, can you actually help me with my practice? So I started doing like one-off coffee chats that moved into doing, um, actual like workshops. Like uh, I think it was like two or three hour long workshops. And then I moved that into like a group online program. And then now it actually exists as an online program called launch your nutrition biz that I run. Um, and again, it's more of like a self-study passive program that you can take when you're done nutrition school, um, you know, learn how to set up your business and then kind of take it to the next level yourself. So Yeah, that's mainly, and I also work with one-on-one clients as well. So awesome. And you just made your course Evergreen. Yes, exactly. So I put the work into, um, well, everything was like pre-recorded, all the like um, resources were created, and then I actually put um, a funnel in place, so Kind of like long story short, basically a free workshop people can watch um, that then leads them to get a discount to my Launcher Nutrition Biz program. And that's like my first kind of like funnel to this evergreen program that you can purchase at any time. So I'm not kind of stuck in that like launch mentality of mm-hmm. like needing to live launch a couple times a year. To me, that's like really stressful on my energy. Oh my gosh, totally. Yeah. So I'm like, how can I have something that's like available all the time, but then still use something like a live lunch launch um, once in a while yeah. to still get maybe like more people in at one period of time. So yeah, Love it's it. been really exciting. Awesome. That's so great. And
1: we've started connecting every couple months just to chat as business friends because <laughs> we have similar businesses and it's just so nice to be able to just talk to somebody who's at a you know who who has a similar business and is dealing with with similar things and so we thought it would be super fun to do this episode it's almost like we're just having a chat and we're able yeah. to have that chat in front of you all which is really cool
0: yeah even when we had uh, chatted previously to hitting record. And I was thinking in my head, like, wow, we should even press record right now. Like this is juicy stuff that could help totally. everybody because <laughs> yeah. I think you and I, like you said, we're really on the same page. And, um, I think we have a very similar approach to starting and marketing your yeah. business, you know, very like authentic approach. Yeah. Um, so I just feel so like aligned with everything, that you're talking about and that you recommend. I've listened to your podcast many times before too, so Same, I definitely totally. feel, Yeah, so I definitely feel yeah. like this is a like a good match and we can definitely totally. help both of our audiences cuz they are very similar. So, yep. 100%, yeah. 100%. 100%. So, I guess what we want to talk about today was, you know, just things that every entrepreneur should know. Maybe things yep. that like you wish you knew when you started, I wish I knew, or maybe um, even when I was thinking about this topic, like what is kind of some advice I'm giving to like all of my clients all the time, or at least on the mm-hmm. podcast all the time. Um, so why don't you start us off? I know you like wrote a list of a few things. What's kind of on that list of things you think everyone should know?
1: Yeah, sure. Okay. So my very first thing, I have a list of things, but I was like, what would make sense to say first? I think I think that this one is relevant because it's sort of at it applies to like those beginning stages of business. And it's just this whole idea that we don't have to do all the things right at the start. (laughs) And I think that there's a lot of overwhelm that comes with starting a business and feeling like you need to do the like one-on-one and you got to do the group and you want to do the online course and you want to do like all of these things. And it doesn't need to be that way. And in fact, it's, it's better if we just simplify and we take it one step at a time. And remember that our business is a long game. We're in this for the long haul. We don't need to do it right now. And I mean, this one is sort of one, it's like advice I give to myself too because, <laughs> yeah, because, because I also struggle with this <laughs> because I get really excited about this stuff and you know, you want to do all the things, but I always recommend to my clients, like keep a list of your future ideas so that you know that it's there when the time comes, it's not going to get lost. It's still an idea that you can revisit at some point. It just doesn't need to be right now.
0: Yeah. Well, and it can be really confusing, like for you and for your potential client or your audience, if you're like juggling multiple offers, if you're like, totally. Hey, I launched my business and I have one on one and a group program and an online program and all these meal plans. And people are like, wait, what? Like, I'm not actually sure what you do or how you can help me. So, um, and same, I'm so guilty of like wanting to dump a million things out there. Cause I get so excited about all these projects, but I think we need to like, kind of, rethink how we're putting stuff out and actually, you know, um, do let's just think it's like taking supplements. If we gave our Mm -hmm. client, like, you know here's five supplements to take and start taking them all at one time we don't know which ones working which ones not yeah. so like to kind of bring them in slowly and really just see like what's actually making a difference it's the same thing with your programs or your offerings if you try to do it all at the beginning like which one is actually worth putting more time and energy into so it kind of gets a little bit cloudy when we overextend ourselves in our business like that so I 100% agree with this.
1: And I think on that too, Like sometimes it takes a little bit of time to really land on what your niche really is and who you really love working with. And if you've created a bunch of offers for somebody who ends up being sort of the wrong person... It's like that was actually, you know, a, a bit of a waste of time and energy when, you know, simplifying would allow you to, let's say you're starting with working with somebody one-on-one and again, it allows you to to get a bit of a deeper understanding in terms of the types of people that you love to work with and that yeah. you want to continue to work with and then therefore you can make additional programs to serve that type of person as, app- mm-hmm. as opposed to sort of trying to, trying to you know, create all of these offers for somebody that you think might be your ideal client.
0: Yeah, exactly. Are you a fan of like beta testing or like putting the first version out and then like improving or what are your thoughts and feelings there?
1: Yeah. it's So it depends. I, um, I would say like, so right now I have, um, I'm in the midst of launching a new course. It's called online course creation for health and wellness. So it's like how to create online courses, a course for creating online courses. And as part of that, I did a beta because I wanted to, so I just created the first two modules and then I'm doing a beta group program. And then I'm going to create the rest of the modules as they start to go through the content. Um, so I do think, and that's what I teach with online course creation is doing a beta or a pilot test. Um, just so that you don't get too far into the process without really knowing, is this something that's going to sell first? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, because yeah. an online course takes a long time to to yeah. to create, and so you want to make sure that it's something that's going to be what people actually want. Um, and so that is what I teach for that. So I would say for you know for online courses specifically, yes. Or if it's going to be a program that's going to take like an insane amount of your time and energy, or if you feel like you don't yet know who you don't yet know your ideal client really well. If you mm-hmm. if you know your ideal client really well, I think it's a lot easier to not do a beta test or a pilot test. If you've worked with them a lot and you know what they want and you know what they need, then it's not 100% necessary. That's my perspective. I don't know. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I tend to agree with that. I mean, I think, you know, It depends maybe like if somebody's starting with one-on-one and maybe they've worked with like clients in general and they kind of understand like how to work with clients as like a baseline. But if someone's like never worked with a client before, they kind of have an idea about this niche. They want to create more of like a signature program, you know, that's creating real results. You haven't really tested it out. So sometimes Mm -hmm. I'll even recommend like a period of time. So maybe it's like for... Either you say like for the next month, you know, I'm going to discount the program or I'm going to um, add a bonus to it or something like that to make it more, um, I guess, interesting for people to join. And, um, you know, otherwise, um, I, I think it's okay to not beta test, just like you said, if you're like quite a bit more clear on who your client is and um, if you like have an idea about what they really need. And I think some sometimes the testing, it's not like you have to say like, I'm officially beta testing right now. Yeah. Sometimes the testing can take place or is going to take place even when it's like running in live mode, if that makes yeah, sense. Totally. Like I'm still testing out, like even though Launch Your Nutrition Biz um, has been an online program for a year, um, I am now making tweaks to it and changing it based yeah. on feedback from the group. So I don't think it's like you have to say like, beta testing happens at this time frame and never happens again. I think you're like constantly testing things out and trying what's working, what's not working. Yeah, 100%. I totally agree. Ready to start your nutrition business but have no idea what steps you need to take? No problem. That's exactly why I've created a completely free workshop for you called Six Steps to Start Your Nutrition Biz and Sign Your First Paying Clients. In this on-demand workshop, I'm sharing my six-step roadmap to starting a successful nutrition business without a huge social media following or years of experience. I'll also share the top three mistakes I see most new nutritionists making when starting their business and how to avoid them, and the must-have tools you need to run a successful nutrition business and wow your clients from day one. Oh, and did I mention that the workshop is completely free? Sign up at stephanielong.ca slash workshop and get instant access right now. You actually brought up the point um, of like actually my first point that I jotted down for what every entrepreneur should know is like it takes time to grow your business. So Mm. again, like We want everything right now because we see probably, you know, one element is we see all these successful entrepreneurs out there that have all of these programs. And we're like, we want that. Uh, But we also don't know how long they've been in business for, what resources they have, if they have business background. We, you know, we assume we're just not there. We're not at that level yet. Right. Or we're kind of like, looking at like, why did they have that thing? And we don't have it. So we try to push ourselves to take on more and do more right at the beginning, where again, just like we mentioned, when you bring on so much, you don't really give yourself time to like test out what's working and what's not working. Um, And then you're kind of just like in the cog of the machine, like you're just like in your business so much, and you don't have really time to look at like, you know, a bigger perspective of where you want to put your time and attention. So I think, again, like scaling things in slowly over time, and and just knowing it's going to take more time. And that's a way to build more of an effective business. Sure, you could do it all at once. Um, but maybe that will do well for six months, and then fall off the map, because you can't actually upkeep you know, multiple mm-hmm. different programs. So kind of like, I think it's like slow and steady wins the pace uh, or wins a race <laughs> is the mm-hmm. pace to go. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. And and we were talking about this before, right. It's just this
1: sort of need for, um, and this was actually one of the bullets that I wrote down too, is just this, like, we need to like ditch the need for instant gratification and, and take it, I think, take it a little bit slower <clears throat> because I mean, from my perspective just what i've what i've learned from business and and what i see out there there's no one right way to do it it's going to take a while to figure out what really works and what really works for your business you as a person your ideal client, your business model. Like there are so many different factors that go into your unique business that, yes, of course, there's sort of models and there's roadmaps that we can follow that have a predictable. A somewhat predictable outcome to them. But at the same time, every business is different and every business owner is different. And it's taken me a long time to figure out what actually works and what doesn't work. And I'm still figuring it out. It's not even that I have figured it out. It's like, it's still a consistent work in progress. But now I know enough to know that like, you know x will bring in whatever clients y will bring in other clients this this works this doesn't work but you yeah. definitely need to go through that t- sort of period of like throwing spaghetti at the wall a little bit and seeing yeah. what sticks because again every business is different um so yeah i i think that's the thing and it's it's sort of shifting your perspective and i remember this was a big aha moment for me a little while back is just shifting your perspective into like, I'm in this for the long game. Like this is a long game thing. This is not something that I'm going to do for the next three months. This is something that I'm going to do for the next 20 plus years. Like I have a long time to be able to figure this out. <laughs> and I think remembering that, and I, I think that there's a lot of like comfort in that. And it's like, Oh, I don't need to, I don't need to have it all figured out today. I have a long time to figure this out. Um, and yeah. And, and I think just going at the pace that's right for you, the pace that makes sense for you and just knowing that it, it's
0: going to take time. Like there's, yeah. there's no way around it. Oh, I like, so resonate with this. I, I agree 100%. But I think like to play devil's advocate, mm-hmm. I think it can be so hard for people to just go at the pace that feels yeah. good to them because good. the business space and the online space is moving so fast that mm-hmm. I don't know about you, Krista, but sometimes I'll even feel like, oh, I've, I have to do this now or else someone else will do it. Yeah. Or, um, you know, like it feels kind of like that urgency feeling a lot of the time. Totally which I think, and and before we hit record, we were talking a lot about um, like maybe moving, I think we were talking about this, may, maybe moving like off of social media yeah. and doing yeah. more like organic marketing like yep. with our business. Yeah, so I think like that's what really draws me to do you know, more blogging or SEO or mm-hmm. like long form content that I can like bring people in from like Google or whatever it is. So I don't have to rely on only being in like that fast paced social Mm -hmm. media world and looking at what every single other person is doing. You know, it's so easy to forget there's other ways to grow your business than social media. Um, Mm -hmm. and I think it can be like actually really hard on your mindset. Um, and, and you can struggle a lot at the beginning. If you're like constantly looking at what other people are doing and how well they're doing versus how maybe unwell you feel like you're doing or like you're not making enough progress yet.
1: Oh my gosh, totally. And, um, and funny enough that was something something that i actually had written down was just this whole idea of like the comparison fatigue that comes with social media and um yeah and and not being able to see how that person who is at Chapter twenty in their book had to go through chapter one, two, three, four, five. They had to go through all the chapters in order to get to chapter twenty. But we don't see chapter one and two. But they were where you are right now. They were at some point, but we can't see that. And so it's really tough. I I totally agree, and and I think yeah, that comparison fatigue is one of the most negative things about social media, and that I I think something that I did pretty early on, which I think was really positive is like, if I felt that feeling coming up, then I would just mute certain accounts so that I just didn't see it because I was like, I don't need to see this. Like, I don't need to see something that makes me feel like I'm not enough or not doing enough or um, whatever. And I think that was really positive, but yeah, I just I agree. Like there is this feeling of urgency, this feeling of like, oh, I'm going to miss out. Um, Mm -hmm. And I do Mm -hmm. find that that's a lot on, it's housed a lot within social media.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Yeah. I mean, I think it's just, again, that thing of like really getting clear on like, why do you want to run a business? What excites you? What kind of like offers do you want to create? Like this gets to be fun, but sometimes when we're like, Again, in that comparison mode, so much it's like, oh well, I shouldn't do that because no one else is doing it, or or um, someone else is already doing it, right? And then it's like it kind of sucks all of that life out of our business,
1: mm-hmm. and our business mm-hmm. just
0: becomes like, you know, how can we like fit into what else is already out there? Where I think you know some of the most amazing inventions and businesses over time are just like born from this like true creation mode, or like when you're in the shower and you're like you know, letting go and things are just like flowing to you literally because you're like allowing things to come in. Or I don't know about you, but like I get some of my best ideas when I'm on a walk or when I'm doing nothing to do with business or social media. So I think we just don't allow that a lot, that time to like reflect on what do I actually want my business to look like?
1: Yeah. And I think too, you know, I mean, I think it, we're not harping on, well, we're harping on social media a little bit right now, but there's also a lot of benefits to it. And, and, you know, it's a wonderful place to be able to get visible and, and reach a larger audience, but, you know, recognizing that there are two sides to it and it's not just a, a fully, you know, positive space. But, um, what I always, what I always say to like, I try and remind my clients is like, you know, you like nobody else follows as many dietitians or nutritionists as you do. Yeah, <laughs> like 100%. you see all of these people doing maybe similar work to you and it leaves you with that feeling of, um, oh, like, but it's already being done, but like, it's not being done by you and totally. your unique perspective on that same topic is going to be very different than this other person's perspective. And there's more than enough room for multiple people to take on a specific topic um but i think it's just funny it's like the average person who's not in the nutrition space it probably doesn't follow any dietitians or nutritionists you're probably the first person <laughs> that exactly. they've come across who is talking about this topic so i think that exactly it's like we can't um it's hard it's hard not to do but like When you have that feeling of like, oh, but everyone else is doing or people are doing it this way or whatever, it's like, turn that off. Do what you got to do. Stay in your lane. Allow the ideas to come to you. Don't allow yourself to get influenced by all of that other junk.
0: Yeah. And I mean, one point that I wrote down was um, finding a support system, kind of like we found in each other. I think to bounce ideas off or to say, like, hey, I'm spiraling. Like, is this valid? Or, hey, I have an idea. Is this a good idea? Um, And I think that's like a positive of social media, too, is like, I've met so many, well, we, I think we technically met on social media and I have so many friends that I'm like, I literally consider them my real life friends because we just chat through DMs on social media. So I think like having some kind of support system is so key to um, having that long-term vision for your business. Mm -hmm. Because I think if you don't have anyone to bounce ideas off of, and Krista, it sounds like your partner is like quite integrated into your business. I listened to your podcast you did with Kelsey and you mentioned he's, he was like a really good go-to when you were yeah. developing the membership <laughs> yeah, idea yeah, 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 for the most part. Right. Totally. Where my partner is so supportive and yep. helpful, but he would never like be interested to like talk mm. things out with me. Yeah, So I'm like, I'm glad you have that, but yeah. I don't personally. Yeah. So I have to find like all of those outlets yeah. of like friends or coaches or whoever it is to like bounce these ideas off of. Um, but without that, I would literally spiral mm-hmm. and and have no idea how to move forward. So I find that like probably the best piece, like free piece that's mm-hmm. growing my business, you know, um, having friends or just people like in my corner.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. And I, I've been in the same boat in terms of yeah, having met some amazing people on social media who, are, who legitimately are friends. And it's yeah. like, this is so awesome. We've never met in person, but like we have this amazing relationship. But yeah, you don't have, I think the, the moral of that story is like, you don't have to do this by yourself. Like you mm-hmm. don't have to do it by yourself. It can be, you know, finding some business buddies to just chat with every once in a while. It could also be investing in something, whether it's a coach yeah. or whether it's a community or whatever. But just the, the whole idea is like just having that support, that space that you feel safe enough to be able to just share and talk and talk through Mm -hmm. some of those struggles you're having or roadblocks you're encountering or whatever is really important because entrepreneurship
0: can get pretty lonely if we let it. Totally. Yeah. And kind of to like use that point, but like take it a step further is I think that we need to also be okay with asking for help, Mm. whether that's help from like, like I was mentioning free help from a support Mm -hmm. system or like investing in help, whether that's a business coach like you or I do, or a copywriter to help you, you know, write really good copy and words on your website, or if that's maybe a social media manager. Um, But I think the problem is, or the, the thing that you might come up against is, you know, what investments are worth investing in. Mm-hmm. So I had written down, like, what's the return on your investment here? Because mm-hmm. um, there's a million things you could invest in. So I think number one, it's like, be open to investing, but don't mm-hmm. overdo investing and don't just spend all of your money. So be yeah. smart about what you're actually investing in. I'm curious yeah. like your thoughts on that
1: yeah and I think that so like we were having this this conversation earlier right around just like the fear of investing especially right at the beginning of your business mm-hmm. um I think that there's a lot of because you're not used to investing in yourself in that way and then as you get further down in your business it becomes way easier for whatever yeah. reason like we were yeah. both saying it's just like oh yeah yeah. Cool. Yeah. Coaching yeah. program. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm there. <laughs> yeah. Outsource this. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Gonna do it. Like it just you've become like kind of desensitized to it, which I think is is a, you know, it's a good thing ultimately as long as you're making the right financial decisions. But um, but yeah, I agree. I think I look back and I'm like, oh, I wish I hadn't have been so resistant to to trying to get help at the beginning. Because I think I would have gone like I would have gotten to A to from A to B like faster than I did. You know, I wouldn't have had to do try so much trial and error, which is time. And at the end of the day, that's money wasted because it's like time that you could have been spending doing money making things. Like yeah. that's that's the thing is is kind of learning. And I think that this is a learned skill, but just learning. Um, the difference between just like a cost and an investment and like a cost. And I remember the very beginning of my business, I would see everything as a cost. It's Mm -hmm. like, oh, all I see right now is just the money that this is going to cost me. And I didn't have that ability to say, yeah, but what am I actually getting in return? And Mm -hmm. and that's the thing is that it should be sort of an equal and opposite exchange of value. Um, But I wish I had learned that
0: sooner. Yeah, like one program, I don't know if you use or recommend practice better. Yeah. um, But sometimes like, so I'm usually recommending this to a lot of my clients, like, you know, this is a great program, because it can schedule your client and it can accept payment, you can send forms, you can chat in there, there's so many functions there. And honestly, it wasn't available when I had my practice, and it would have been such a lifesaver. And, you know, sometimes that $20 a month or $30 a month for that program can feel like a lot. But imagine paying uh, a, a, like an admin assistant to do this work for you, you're going to be paying way much more than that um, to get that level of, you know, like automation in your business. And one thing I really like to talk about, and I'm curious your thoughts on this too, but like um, this idea of like, it's one thing to get the client in the door, but it's one thing to keep the client happy once they're in. And Mm -hmm. if we're not like setting up processes to like get them feeling like confident in you as a practitioner, they might not Actually, refer anyone to you. They might not get any results. They might not feel excited to be your client. So, you know, the return on the investment for like the $20 practice better is your client's going to feel taken care of, secure, everything's in one place. That $20 now maybe has made you a few hundred or a few thousand dollars. Mm -hmm. So I know I went on a bit of a ramble there about practice better, but I think it's just like any single program, look at what are you gaining exactly like you said. What's what are you getting in return? Sure, it's a fixed cost or it's a cost you're gonna be paying monthly, but you know, how much money is that gonna actually bring in the door?
1: Yeah. And and also just thinking about on that note, like how much time and thinking about if you're trying to like piece together all of these different platforms that are free to try and do those things in your business how much time are you spending every week on that admin work that you could have instead have been making x dollars per hour seeing a client yes. like that's yeah. that's a real um issue too and and I'm so glad you said that because um, it's so true, and I think we have a, a hard time thinking about it that way. Um, and I also love what you said just around, like, just that professionalism factor, mm. and I think we can't underestimate that, especially when you're doing something in the health space. That professionalism is really important so that somebody yeah. feels like they're being taken care of and that this is legit <laughs> and yes. that they're getting legit information and legit informa- and legit advice. Like, uh, using a platform like Practice Better It gives that level of professionalism versus if you're just trying to like, yeah, like go back and forth and manage things. And it's just, I couldn't agree more. I could not agree more. And I think too, like I I see this too sometimes um, just because I've been spending a lot of time in like the online course stuff because of this course that I'm working on. And I'm hearing of people who won't use online course platforms, like a Teachable or a Thinkific or whatever.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: instead, try and like create something in their WordPress site that ends up yeah. being free, but then they have to try and like, and I'm like, oh my gosh, though, the amount of time that you're spending on like the tech and... And what happens if somebody who's taking the course needs tech support or like all of those things? Like it's yeah. just I, I just not like take the help. pay the money yeah. the help. <laughs> exactly. It's there for you. It was created for this purpose. Um, yeah. at the end of the day, it's just going to allow you to to be able to make more money in the long run,
0: yeah. And I mean, like I'm all for making money. Like, I think that's like something we need to think about, you know, uh, I think especially being like health practitioners, sometimes we can think. Like, oh, but I just want to help people and we're not really wired to like want to make money. And Mm -hmm. sometimes that can be a taboo subject. I'm sure we could even do another podcast Mm -hmm. on one time together. Um, But for me personally, and something I'm always trying to like also um, recommend to my clients is having that time back for you and Mm -hmm. for your life and for your health and to -hmm. do the things you love, because when you're working on you, you are growing your business. Um, they're synergistic. They work together, right? If you can't show up, your business isn't going to run, right? If you're feeling really good, you can pour that energy into your business. So I think even personally that, again, that's just where I'm at in my life and my business right now is like, I just want time back for me.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe
0: that means not making as much money at some points, but valuing that the time I spend on me means I can come back even, you know, 10 times stronger
1: when Mm -hmm. I'm ready to
0: put that energy into my business. So that was a point I had was like, yeah, working on you will always help to grow your business. Yeah. So important. Totally agree. Mm -hmm. Do you have anything else on your list that you wanted? I went over all my points. so. (laughs) So I had one more,
1: um, just with regards to uh, marketing, and this is just something that I've been thinking about a lot lately in my own business. Um, and just this idea that um and I think it kind of goes back to like the instant gratification that we were talking about before, and this um acknowledgement that when we put something out there on social media, we post something, we put out a video or whatever. There's generally not going to be that there will be a lag time in between when that happens and when you actually see the result of that happening. And it can be really hard when we feel like we're showing up, showing up, showing up, and maybe we're not getting what we thought we would get in return, but acknowledging that whenever we are marketing ourselves, whenever we show up, we are planting a seed For the future. And, you know, doing a presentation for that group could mean six six months down the road, somebody who was in that group who is now ready to work with you and they needed you to be there and they needed you to show up. They weren't ready right then, but now they are. And you're that person that they're thinking of. And so... It's never, like, whenever you're choosing to get visible, whenever you're choosing to put yourself out there, whether that be social media, being a guest on a podcast, doing a webinar, doing a masterclass, doing a whatever, um, you know, you're planting a seed. And I've had that happen so many times in my business where there will be somebody who's been following me for a year and we've been talking in the DMs and only now are they ready to actually work with me. And so I think it's just that, like, we just have to remember that we're always planting seeds, and it's not always going to be instant.
0: That is amazing advice. <laughs> I'm so happy you said that. Um, I totally agree. I mean, I will get some people that will say like, "Oh, I heard you on some like guest expert training and this random thing totally. I even forgot about." Yeah, totally, and I'm like, "Oh gosh, you you kind of like discount like these little." these little things you're planting are like actually growing into something bigger. One thing I do want to say, because actually I I did miss a point that I had on my list here that goes perfectly into yours, which just goes to show we're totally on the same. (laughs) We're in the same headspace here. Um, I think another thing is like consistently sharing about Mm -hmm. your business and your offers. So it's not like we're going to plant a seed once and assume that we're going to get like a whole garden of food for the fall, you know, um, we need to plant multiple seeds. So that doesn't mean again, like doing every single thing out there and overextending yourself and 24 hours a day trying to, you know, like, do a million things to get visible, but doing enough things a number of times. So not just like posting once about your new program, posting Mm -hmm. a lot, because people need multiple touch points, just to go on what you said, maybe that's touch points over a year. Or maybe if your program is about to launch in two weeks, not just posting about it once, maybe they need to hear about it five or 10 times. Um, So yeah, I think like that idea of like, planting a seed and and like letting it like nurturing it and letting it grow is just like such a nice visual for like growing your business yeah love that such a great point
1: to end off on
0: yeah I agree I agree well this has been fun so fun like like I could probably chat with you all the time maybe we should just combine podcasts. I know hey
1: (laughs) no kidding (laughs) no kidding yeah this Uh, is so great
0: Yeah, it was fun. And I would love for my audience to be able to follow you. And I love that you shared about um, the Dietitian Success Center. I got the name right. Yes. Yes. Okay, perfect. Um, I would love for you to share like if you know, some holistic nutritionist could join like where they can find that program where they can find you on Instagram, let us know all the places.
1: Yeah, definitely. So um, website is just dietitiansuccesscenter.com. Um, and then on social media, if you want to follow me personally, where I kind of talk more about business stuff, it's at kristaco.rd
0: or at Dietitian Success center. Perfect.
1: Yeah. And how about you? Good.
0: Um, so I'm on Instagram, stephanielong.ca. Um, my website's also stephanielong.ca. And if you wanted to watch my free workshop, it's called six steps to start your nutrition biz and sign your first paying clients. You can find that at stephanielong.ca slash workshop. And that's just a free workshop you can watch and, um, yeah, learn a little bit about the first steps to get started. So awesome.
1: Yeah. Amazing. Okay. Thank well, thanks you. for chatting.
0: Thank you. This has been fun.